Happy Tuesday. My name is Borat. And my name is Nick. And welcome into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. This week we're jumping straight back into the action, as Shrew has ventured off from his camp on his own, only to find a poor, helpless owlbear being tormented by a group of goblins and wolves. Shrew had just cast a spell of erupting earth, and we're picking up in the heat of the moment. Last week we rolled for initiative, and you'll be somewhat relieved to know that Shrew will be going first. Oh yeah, let's do it baby! I wish to cast Moonbeam on top of the guy that was riding the the wolf thing, the warg. I think you called it last time. Yeah, that's correct. So would I be hitting both creatures when it's their turn? I'll say that you do. Awesome. And I'm going to end my turn there for now. Okay, so incidentally, it is the turn of the warg rider. So you're not going to have to wait long to see what happens. Nice. Constitution time. First roll of the night. Oh well, that's a big old three. Oh yeah, he does not save. And the warg? That's a 17. Oh no, he does save, but at least I got the other guy, so that's half damage for the for the warg. It's 2d10 as a quick reminder. Let's do this. That's a three and a one, so four damage <laughs> to the rider and two damage to the warg. The warg rider looks seriously hurt at this point. He's gasping for air. He lets out this guttural shout in a language you can't comprehend. And he starts moving with his warg to your left flank. Okay, quick reminder, the earth under him has now become difficult terrain because of the spell I used last week, the erupting earth. You see him pulling at a short bow, taking aim at true. That's a 16 to hit and add 2 AC because you've got some cover from the bushes you're in. Okay, that's 16, so he still hits. Just hits, and So this arrow nicks the side of your face, but you don't feel any damage. Oh yeah, that's right. Thanks to my ratty disposition. Yeah. Mm, nice. I'm invincible, damn it! It's over to the first lot of goblins, and they're going to start running towards the direction of Shrew. As this first goblin's running towards you, you notice that he's swirling this net around. He's going to throw it over the hedge. He's rolling with disadvantage. That's a big old net one. Ooh, nice. The net gets nothing but hedge, and it, it's just completely caught there. You see him sort of playing tug of war with his hedge at the moment. The second goblin of that small group comes running up to you, and likewise, he starts swinging a net round the top of his head. Don't fucking believe this. Natural swing. Another natural one. Yes. <laughs> he's running in his excitement, and he's literally thrown the net over his goblin friend. Good. Good. That goblin is now restrained as he's tangled in this net. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> They're messing up. They're goofing. Their pet wolf that was beside them is going to start running after them as well. He's burst through this hedge that you're in. And even though it's difficult terrain, he literally just gets within range of you. He's going to try and sink his teeth into Shrew. I'm going to punish this dice, which has already rolled two nat ones in quick succession. Oh, I haven't brought out Big Ready yet. Yeah, you mean William? Yeah, let's bring William out. Actually, let's leave William for the owlbear. Big Willy. Big Willy. Let's leave Big Willy for the owlbear. I'm just assuming the owlbear is on my side, but <laughs> <laughs> I might have to fend off an owlbear too now. As he bursts through the hedge, you hear this whimper as he sort of almost gets caught. That's another fucking natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Three in a row. Unheard of. Yeah, this is, a, this is a first for, for me on my side of the screen. Yeah. I don't want to hear you saying that uh, I roll high anymore. No, no. If you keep going this way, I'll never say it again. It's over to the second group of goblins. And just for our listeners, when I'm saying groups, they are little groups of two goblins to one wolf. There were three of them. One of the goblins and wolves was killed, sadly and tragically, with that erupting earth. Although my rolls so far today wouldn't have made much 
of a difference. This one is actually going to throw a javelin at you. Oh, natural one. No, it's not a natural <laughs> one this time. Not much better. It's a total of 12, which would That's be... That's not it. Yeah, and especially with the, the partial cover that you've got. Shoes shrubberies doing its job there. The other goblin runs up. This one is whipping a net over the top of his head. Not too bad, not too bad. There's a total of 18, which hits. Yeah, definitely hits. So Shrew currently is grappled. Damn it. You're entangled in a net. Oh no. I'm small enough. Can't I, like, get out of the little holes? Actually, the smaller you are, the worse it is. You're actually fully entangled in this. Damn it. The wolf companion rushes forward, lunges through the hedge. That's a 21 to hit. Ooh, baby. That hits. There would have been four piercing damage, which you don't take. And I'm going to need you to roll... What? A strength saving throw with disadvantage. Come on, big boy, don't let me down now. He let me down. I'm going to use my inspiration. Is that a reroll? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, it might be something stupid, but... It's a reroll, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know what the effect oh, of this okay. roll is, but I, I don't want to... So a reroll. Do I reroll both? with, Or I just reroll the lowest? Reroll the lowest one. Come on, big boy, your second chance. Don't fail me. Big boy! Big boy. He rolled lower. Four. Minus, oh. minus one. Three. As this wolf lunges for the hedge, you find yourself tangled up in this net and suddenly on your back with this wolf on top of you. What does that mean? It means you've been knocked down prone. Okay. Bastard. And actually, you need to take two concentration checks on your moonbeam. One for the warg rider, which hit you, and one for the wolf. All right, I'll roll both at the same time. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah, big boy again has rolled low. He's rolled a five. I lose a moonbeam. With that, it's over to the soul goblin. And you see him looking over at the warg rider, gives a nod, and starts running off. As you're knocked down prone behind the hedges, you can't see that he's run off. It's now over to the owlbear, who's in a blind rage, swirling around, clawing at the earth around him pulling at this bear trap that's on its ankle. The peg that's holding him down starts to give way in the earth. Uh-oh. Trouble. Without that, it's over to Shrew. Shrew. Um, I want to firstly stand up unamused. Then I would like to cast Erupting Earth in front of me where all these enemies have amassed. So again, it was a 20-foot cube. I want to try and catch as many of them as I can. Yeah, you can get them all. Oh, beautiful. Now let's hope they all fail the saving. Very unlikely, but I'm hopeful. Okay, goblin number one. That's a total of 16. Saves. Goblin number two. Total nine. Does not save. Wolf number one. Total of seven. Does not save. That's for goblin number three. 14. Just saves. Wolf number two. Eight. Does not save. Goblin number four. Actually, I'm going to roll for disadvantage with him because he's entangled in the net. Total of 16. Saves. How on earth did that guy save and half the others fail? All right, that's 3d12 damage. Let's hope for big numbers here. Could have been worse, could have been better. One of the dice was a 3, the other 11 and a 9. So a total of 23 damage. Not too shabby, Monsieur Shrew. Not too shabby at all. So that's 23 damage total, yeah? Total, yeah. Half down to 11. Half down to 11. As the earth erupts in front of you, you hear this symphony of whimpers and screams as everything in front of you collapses to the floor. <laughs> yeah, they run right into my hitbox there. Awesome. Wolves included. Wolves included. Yes. So roll down and out for the count. Nice. Big move. You're still entangled in the net though. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't move. You can't move. And that was my action. You got any bonuses? Yeah, I have a bonus action to use my wild shape. And I think I'm going to use it. So I like to wild shape to a bear this time, but not shrew bear. Cave shrew bear. Cave shrew bear? Yeah. Is that a evolution of shrew bear? Possibly, yeah. It's leveled up. Have you been holding a little stone? Evolution <laughs> stone? Yeah, it's a cave stone. <laughs> <laughs> And he has a bit more health, a bit more AC, and does a bit more damage. <laughs> Sounds exactly the same, though. 
<laughs> Still has a red tash, yeah? Of course. But he also has like a little mining cap, like a, you know, like a cave or a miner. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I'll allow it for flair. Good. <laughs> little light on it as well, you know. <laughs> but it's off currently. So yeah, as you morph into this cave bear and your size turns into large, the nets that were holding you down suddenly rip as you burst through. Oh yeah, you can't hold me down! Let's go! And I've still got movement, although it would be difficult terrain. I want to use my movement to get out from behind the bushes towards the warg and the rider. And I just stand up on my hind legs and let out a mighty roar. As if challenging the warg to step forth. Roll intimidation check. All right. Sorry, big boy, you're punished today. I hate to do this, but it's, it's too many in a row. Actually, roll that with advantage. Big boy, this is your last chance. Yeah, you're, you're punished. You're punished. That was a six and a nine on the roll, so I have zero. That's a total of nine. It's over to the warg rider, who looks like he shit his pants. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Okay, big boy. You, you, you did your job, so I'm, I'm bringing you back. You see him pull at the warg's fur as he stands on his hind legs, turns and bolts. Shit. You can see that he's moving exceptionally fast. Damn. Far faster than you can, even in cave bear form. Damn. At best estimation, from where you're standing, he's a good 120 feet away from you. Okay. It's over to the owlbear. And again, it's in a blind rage, pulling and clawing at the earth. You can see that the wooden stake that's holding the trap in place is now wiggling very loosely in the earth. It's not going to take much more for him to burst free. It's over to Shrew. Okay, this is dangerous now. Whilst you can see the warg rider riding off into the forest, as you're glancing around doing your quick calculations from the little reconnaissance you did before casting your first spell, you do notice that there's one, or rather there appears to be one goblin less. Hmm. So, to my estimations, two have fled, including the, the actual warg. Alright, so it's dangerous territory now. I've got a enraged owl bear in front of me, about to break from his restraints. I want to walk back behind the bush where I was before, behind the difficult terrain peek my head out and cast speak with animals and try and see if this owlbear understands. Obviously I dropped form, did I say that? No, you didn't. Well, <laughs> good, good to mention I can't cast spells as a bear, so I would have dropped form, my final form, turned it to shrew again, cast speak with animals and say to the owlbear, try to communicate with the owlbear by saying, don't worry friend, I'm, I'm here to help you. The, your assailants have all been slain, or most of them you got away but I, I can free you from your from the trap if you calm down a bit I'll, I'll help you you notice it's paying no attention to you as it's in this blind rage trying to break free from its trap you get the sensation it doesn't understand you roll me a nature check 11 the little bit of lore that you've heard from these beasts are that their origins are quite obscured but you seem to recall hearing this tale in a tavern that speaks of them as, or rather, that speaks of the first owlbears as having been created by wizards. And that they are in fact monstrosities, not beasts. Oh damn, so I should be killing this. <laughs> I should have let the goblins do their job then. And not, and not uh, rescue it, perhaps. Mm, it doesn't belong to the forest. Is that the end of Shrew's turn? Yeah, yeah. Give me a perception check. 22 total. You can just make out through the trees this walk rider speeding off into the distance. He's now 220 feet away from you. The far off distance you hear this panicked shout, a voice you recognize. Oh damn. It's over to the owlbear. This time you see the spike that's holding in place pop out from the earth and the owlbear starts scurrying off. With the trap still dangling off his leg? Yeah, he's moved 40 feet to your left. With that, it's over to Shrew. I'd like to walk towards the owlbear, but not not very... I, I just want to walk out from behind the bushes. You know, as... I, I don't know what owlbears think is a not-threatening way, but, you know, I'd like to try and come out in a non-threatening way and see what it does. If he turns around and tries to attack me, or if he is uninterested, or maybe he pauses and thinks that I might help him in his situation. 
Oha, whatever it is. Roll a persuasion. Ten. Are you saying anything as you walk out, or...? Well, I gather he doesn't understand me, so... I imagine I'm speaking in, in common as, as I speak, and I'm just saying the same, repeating, I can help you, I am a friend. You will die of mortal wounds if you, if you don't take that off. I can take it off for you. You can see that it's still focused into the distance. It's not even acknowledged you at this point. It's over to the walk rider. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Both for 17. Wow. Total of 20. So yeah, as you're speaking to this owlbear stepping out from the hedges, from the corner of your eye, you can see just about darting in between the, the trees, now 320 feet away from you, the walk rider rushing off into the distance. Okay. You also catch a slight glimpse of a goblin breaking from cover a good 185 feet away from you, running in the same direction as the war rider. It's over to the owlbear who keeps dashing off in the same direction that he was. He's now 110 feet away from you. Okay. In the distance you can hear again. Shrew! 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 And now it's over to Shrew. Can I figure out where those shouts are coming from? direction wise they're coming from behind you and to the left all right so yeah i'm gonna give up on the owl bear i'm gonna turn around and just shout back under my breath i want to say he he's a big boy he'll he'll be able to take care of himself and then shout i'm here i'm okay just stay where you are I'll, I'll i'll find you stop moving and hope they hear me and carry on walking in the direction i heard them shout last so you're gonna start walking off in that direction or are you running off in that direction well, yeah, running, using my full movement and action to run. So you're about 450 feet away now from the, the voices of your companions. The owlbear continues to dash, but hearing these shouts, you see that he starts to veer slightly to the left. After hearing my shouts or the shouts from Fen and Fabian? The shouts from Fen and Fabian. Hmm. Shu's going to keep sprinting, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to keep sprinting, keeping a close eye on the owlbear, see what it's doing. True! True! As I get closer... I carry on shouting to see if they can hear me and tell them to stop shouting. I know I'm coming. So I, I get the idea that they're still at the camp from the, the distance I'm gathering and, or near the camp at least. Yeah. So I want to be shouting that like, stay where you are. Don't. Just, I'm coming. I'll be there in a bit. I'm okay. Don't worry. I was taking a pee in the woods. <laughs> stop shouting. The Albert continues to sprint in a mad rage, and also in a bit of a panic, sort of running erratically. So a little time passes, and you suddenly hear, What the fuck? Here we go. Trigger happy Fabian. <laughs> Kill first, ask questions later. So while Shrew can't see what's going on, you can see in the distance that the owlbear is rushing towards the faint glow of your campfire. Still some distance away from you, it's going to take you two rounds to get there. Fabian's going to step in front of Fenner. Stay behind me, Fenner! As he draws his greatsword and holds his action. Hmm. Okay, it's over to Fenner. I'm going to ask you to roll a spell attack. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Roll me 4d6 for radiant damage. 14 damage. This owlbear lets out this ferocious roar with a hoot at the end of it. Cheers. Something like that. <laughs> exactly like that. I love it. The Albert is going to continue charging towards him, but Fabian's going to use his held action to strike at it with his greatsword. Yeah, so give me two attack rolls for Fabian. He's got two attacks now. 15 to hit with the first one. That hits. Is he using it with two hands or just one? Two hands. That's a total of 13 damage. 13? Yeah, roll the nine. And his second attack? 24 to hit. Yeah, definitely hits. <laughs> Seven damage this time. This owlbear looks seriously pissed as Fabian's blade strikes true twice in quick succession. After having felt that burning radiant damage, the owlbear stands on its hind legs and then he's coming down with his beak falling through, dealing him eight damage. And this second attack swoops down with his claws on Fabian. Ooh, nat 20. Ooh. Sorry, Fabian. To the claws slash at Fabian across his chest. That's a total of 8 plus 5, 13 damage on Fabian. And that's doubled already, yeah? Yeah that's, the... yeah, that's doubled. Fabian's looking a little winded. With that, it's actually over to Fabian. 
because he had held his action. So it's now Fabian's turn at the beginning of this new round. He's going to take another attack at this owlbear. 12 to hit. Just misses. His second attack. 19, so it's a critical. Yeah, that hits. 19 plus 7. That's 8 double to 16 plus 4, so a total of 20 damage. The owlbear shrieks out in pain, blood gushing all over the floor. It's panting heavier and heavier. It's over to Fenner. Give me another spell attack for Fenner. 11 total. That misses as this owlbear again stands on its hind legs, desperate for its life now. It's going to come down at Fabian with its beak. Yeah, that hits. That's an 18 plus. That's nine damage on Fabian. Fabian's starting to look pretty hurt as the owlbear now follows through with its claws. The claws mess. We're now into the third round of combat and Shrew's just appearing at the edge of the camp. You're seeing the owlbear 20 feet away from you. Squaring up to Fabian, who looks quite hurt. The owlbear looks like it's on his last legs. And it's over to Shrew. Okay, so I'm rushing to the scene. I'm seeing this owlbear bloodied. Fabian also suffering quite a number of wounds. I run up to the owlbear as I shout, Stop! Stop! He's just confused and hurt. Well, more hurt now by the looks of it. He's, he, he, he was being poached. He has a trap on his leg. And... I run up to him and stick my stuff in the trap and try to use that as leverage to open it up and free him from it. Okay, give me a athletics check. That's nine total. As you stick your stuff in there, start trying to pry the bear trap off this owlbear, you feel that it starts to give way, but not enough. You were almost there. Okay, that's my turn. It's over to this owlbear now. You see him, this little halfling appear with a stick, still in a blind rage. It's going to take a swipe true with his claws he gauges the height completely wrong as his claws swoosh over i was gonna say shoe's curls but no shoe is bald <laughs> yeah he might have hit me if i had my hair yeah he might have got his claws tangled and yeah. those lovely lush red locks he's gonna follow down with the beak that one hits that's 18 plus to hit yeah that would have been 14 piercing damage as you feel this great beak slam down on you but you haven't taken any damage. Hmm, handy. So it's over to Fabian. Fabian is slightly taken aback by this, like, why has Shu asked us not to attack this beast? It's clearly a raging monster. Why is he trying to free him from his trap, now realizing that the beast is actually being hurt with a bear trap? He's gonna follow Shu's lead and puts his sword upside down, sticks it into the trap and tries to use it as a lever to open it up. Okay, give me an athletics check then, with advantage, because true stuff's still in there. That's an 8 plus 3, 11. That just does it. Oh. As the bear trap clicks open. Okay, that's that's his action then. Okay, what's a Fenna? Fenna, similarly, is unsure. She's about to cast Guiding Bolt again, but switches last second and casts a Cure Wounds on Fabian. Okay, D8, sir. And I'd like to cast that as a level 2. So that'd be 2d8 plus 3. And that's a total of 16 healing. And with that, it's over to Shrew. So is the bear trap now, like, on the floor? Or is it still around the bear, but just pried open by Fabian? It's on the floor. It's on the floor. All right. So I grab the bear trap and I fling it across the camp, away from the owlbear. Okay. Are you doing anything with your bonus? No, I just stay there. But... Again, in a show of, like, we mean no harm, I just want to repeat what I said before. We mean no harm, I just saved you from those poachers, the goblins. Be on your way, I would not want to kill you tonight. It's over to the owlbear, which disengages from battle, gets back on its four legs, turns and starts running away into the woods. A shoe shrubbery is giving chase. Well, I'm not. I imagine that Fabian and Fena are looking to me to see what to do. Yeah. Being the leader of shoot shrubberies and all. I just say, let him, let him go. Let Mother Nature decide its fate. Whether he lives through the night or he doesn't make it to see another day. He is not from the woods. That's true. But he was being ambushed. It was being attacked unfairly by a greater number of creatures. Which, by the way, perhaps now we have a problem with goblins too. What? Yes. Uh, sure. I know. Yeah. I don't think we're safe here tonight anymore. Why did you run off on your own? Why didn't you wake us? Because I was hearing weird noises and 
Have I been a jury and all? I just thought a group of animals were having a fight, and not on my watch, I said. Not on my watch, so I had to go. It was literally Mother Nature calling. Still, you should have woken us through. What have you been well, killed you... or captured no, or... No, no, no. Of how, course. How many were there? What? Goblins. Goblins. You goblins. Said goblins. Goblins. I don't know. Two or three at most. Some wolves. Roll a you deception. Know? Ten. You mean to tell me just a couple of goblins trapped this great beast? It almost floored me. Well, yeah, they, I didn't finish. There were a couple of wolves, a warg, and a warg rider. You know, that one looked a bit more strong. Perhaps he was the one capturing. But yeah, I, I forgot the numbers. They, they're lying there. If you want to check yourself, three or four. I don't know. There weren't many. Uh, I quickly dispatched them. If things were getting nasty, I would have I would have run back. Don't worry. I know I know what I'm doing. But I don't think it's safe anymore. Hmm. The rider got away, and so did one of the goblins. Oh, shit. Yes. You mean to say now we're being hunted by orcs and possibly goblins? I don't know. I don't know. They they fled quite scared. I mean, I, I killed six of them. I... Oh, so now it's six. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, well, I can't remember. I think there were six total. I killed six at one point. I'm not sure. It was, it was the heat of the moment. We, again, we can go back and count the bodies. It doesn't really matter. And yes, I killed a bunch of them in one fell swoop. So perhaps they, they have been deterred. But I wouldn't try our luck. Perhaps we need to move camp. Fortunately, we haven't rested yet. Not fully. Are we not true shrubberies? Yes, why? So why did you go off without your shrubberies? Well, I was... It's funny you mention it. I was actually hiding behind two shrubs, and I called one Fabian and the other Thena. So I was... I was feeling quite, you know, safe. I, yes, I was well accompanied. Don't worry. You're oh. not going to do this with a dragon, are you? Or that thunderbolt? We're in this together, Shrew. I know, but there's certain things a droider must do by himself, you know. <laughs> A tent for the forest, you know, and this is my my calling. I need to prove myself to Cinemas. I need to prove myself to the other druids, if I ever meet one. I think you need to prove yourself to you. Yes, as well. Uh, you look rather ratty, Shrew. Really? Well... You, you notice now as you start feeling your face that you've got these little rattiers protruding from your head. Oh, it's getting worse. And your nose is... Starting to look like a snout. Oh no, my nose. As is Fenner. Fenner? Oh sure. I don't think we've got much more time left. No, you're right. We don't have much time. Unfortunately, my error in judgment has cost us a day if we now sleep again. So unfortunately, apart from not being safe here anymore, we need to push on. Probably wise. And no, I won't rush into the dragon by myself. We are in this together. You have my word. I suppose we better start taking down camp then. Yes, yes. So the shrubberies start to take down the camp. You start pushing on into the woods. I'm going to ask you to give me a survival check as you start pushing away into these woods. Just true, or are we doing this together? Whoever's got the highest wisdom. Okay, true will be doing it. Total of 19. So as you venture deep into the depths of the Neverwinter Wood, the scent of pine needles and damp earth fills your nostrils. The branches of towering trees stretch above you, high into the sky, their leaves rustling in a gentle breeze at first, as the wind starts to pick up. The clouds above you burst, with a gentle rain starting to fall down. You feel the forest floor beneath you, soft and springy under your feet. As you make your way deeper and deeper into the forest, the air around you grows cooler, the light dimmer. The forest seems to get thicker and thicker, as the trees seem to close in around you. Any sounds of civilization fading away in the distance, catch the occasional glimpse of small animals darting beneath the trees, occasionally hearing the distance of a bird. As the night wears on and dawn starts to rise, you begin to feel a certain sense of unease. The forest seems to be alive around you. You can't help but shake the feeling that you're being watched. Even though the trees grow thicker and more tangled, you haven't found yourself having to turn back on yourself as you've managed to navigate your way through the forest relatively well. Roll me a history check. 10. As you're navigating your way for the forest, you recall some of the teachings of the priest of Tyr. You seem to have this faint recollection 
that this part of the Neverwinter Woods is said to have a connection to the Fey Realm. He also recalls stories of goblin clans that make their home here. And he also recalls that there was this long-forgotten castle that lays in ruins within these woods. You're now at the point where you've travelled as far as you can today. You're starting to feel a hint of exhaustion in your tired legs. And as you continue to navigate through these trees, you see that standing amongst them as the forest has almost fought to reclaim its land. This ancient tower standing in ruins, its once proud walls crumbling and overgrown with moss and vines. The stone is weathered and worn, and you know that the tower is leaning slightly to one side, almost as if it's about to topple over. Its windows are empty, and its door hangs off its hinges, creaking eerily in the wind. What are you guys doing? So we see this tower. Does it look stable? I said, I know you said it was like leaning, but to yeah. the point that it might topple over if we try to enter it. No, it doesn't look that that topply. Okay. Are we stopping at this point? As in, have we done a full travel? Yeah, at this point you need to take a rest. You need to take a rest. I say in hushed tones, I don't know if that tower is inhabited. Perhaps by goblins, this area is known to be where goblin clans settle. Also known to be kind of connected to the Feywild. Now I don't know if anyone's in that tower, but perhaps we could use it as shelter tonight. It will get us away from this rain. Perhaps we can get dry in there, start a little fire. It'll be a long shot from the comforts of home and and the Stonehill Inn, but we can make a little quaint camp there and lift our spirits. What do you guys think? I think it's a good idea. Perhaps from the top of the tower we can survey the land as well. Great idea. Let's go in quietly, though. We don't know what's there. Yeah, quietly and together. Yes, yes, of course, Fenna. So you guys are doing this stealthily, yeah? Yeah. You start to make your way into this tower, moving past the door on its hinges. You find yourself in this first ground-level room, which is circular. And as you enter, you feel this certain sense of unease creeping up your spine. The air around the tower is still and quiet, almost as if the forest itself is holding its breath. The air inside is musty and damp, and the stone floors are slick with moss and dew. The walls are now bare, save for a few rusted hooks and shelves. You can see that it extends three levels above you, up a spiral staircase, where the roof above has been broken through by vines and branches. You also see that on this ground floor, there's piles of rubble and bits of broken furniture. What are shoes shrubberies doing? I just see vines. Do I see any other plants near me? Not inside the tower. There's trees outside. Bushes, shrubs. And the vines are all the way at the top, you said? Yeah. Nothing where I am? No. Do you guys feel uneasy here too? Well, it's uh, eerily quiet. Should we push on? A bit further up? Yeah, I would say we don't make camp on this ground floor. Hmm. Get the advantage of the high ground. Okay, let's go quietly. You continue to make your way up the spiral staircase. You're now on the second floor. You can see a number of what appears to be bookshelves, or bookcases rather, most of which have rotted away. You see a large number of books sprawled across the floor, again almost rotten beyond any sort of use or legibility. You also see in the far corner the rotting remains of a chair, and again piles of rubble from where bits of the wall have come down and bits of the roof above you have fallen in on itself. So there's one more level? Yeah. And then the roof that's broken? Yeah. Let's carry on up. We need to search the whole tower. We we don't want to be resting and then someone ambush us from the top. Again, shoe shrubberies make their way up the spiral staircase. You now find yourselves what appears to have once been a sleeping chamber with a mouldy-looking bed that looks like it's been years since anybody slept in it. number of crates lying across the floor. What appears to have been, at one point, a writing desk and chair. You see this ladder that leads up to the roof and what would have been a lookout balcony. Well, now we're talking. The comforts of home right here in this tower. I take dibs on that bed. Be my guest. <laughs> oh, I will. Let's go up the ladder. Let's just finish searching this place. So you climb up. You now stood on this balcony, the railings of which have long gone. You can see a number of trees beneath you. The dense never winter wood, and also trees above you. This tower seems ancient to you, perhaps as if it been here long before the trees reached the site. You can't really see much into the distance from here. 
But you get a good feel for your surroundings. Well, the tower seems to be clear. We have a good vantage point here. We have a we have a great bed down there. A place where we can all rest easy. It's a great find. Let's set up camp. Perhaps we don't light a fire tonight and that way avoid having anyone spot us. I mean, a fire in a abandoned tower screams suspicious. I agree, especially if we're being tracked by those goblins that you saw. Or what's left of them. If we are. Yes, uh, if. Sure, your ears have disappeared. And your snout is... can see your little nose again. Mm. What about me? Oh, you're as uh, hideous as ever. Sure. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I'm joking. You, you look fine. It's, it's when we fight. Uh, our emotions are heightened or whatever, and we start turning. But when we're relaxed and happy, like now... Well, uh, relax is a stretch. Well, I have a worthy bed waiting for me. Well, I'd be surprised you don't catch something lying on that. I've laid in worse places. I'll have you know. Fair enough. Probably so have I. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. We'll, uh, let's get some food in our, in our bellies. Some rest. I'm feeling quite tired now. Hmm. Do you think we should search around the tower, see if there's anything of use? Well, there's no sense in all of us going. Or should we stick together? Well, if uh, last night's events are anything to go by, perhaps we should stay together. Didn't that, uh, Moesco appear from the stone itself? Let's just stay here, then. I don't think we'll find anything of use close by. We have everything we need right now. What are you looking for, Fabian? Well, I don't know. It's a tower, perhaps, as some of those shiny potions lying around, or perhaps an ancient sword. I don't know. Well, you're being a bit hopeful. Perhaps. Here in the middle of nowhere. We can wait till the morning. Let's not tempt fate any further. Let's rest. We need a rest. Let's wait till the morning, and tomorrow, when it's clear, we'll be able to search the surroundings and see if there's anything like that. But I doubt it. I say you take first watch tonight. Let us sleep. Hmm, yes, and perhaps I deserve first watch. I promise I will not leave without waking you up first. Do you think we should try and barricade the door downstairs? That's a great idea. With what? We can move some of these crates and bits of furniture. Don't touch my bed. As long as my bed stays here, I'm fine. So we do that, we try to look for stuff we can barricade the door. Yeah, you find those bookshelves that you can take downstairs. You can move some of the rubble as well to prop the door up. Make it at least a little harder to get in. Certainly if anyone tries to get in, they'll likely make some noise. Were they wooden stairs? No, stone. As you move in the rubble and furniture, you find this old, long-rusted dagger lying underneath it. It's got this nice ivory handle that seems to be engraved with a nice pattern. Almost looks like it's got a name carved into it as well. I pick it up. Hmm. You see? A weapon. You were right. Well, we'll, we'll search more tomorrow. As you dust it off, you see that there is indeed a name carved into it. And written in common, you see the name Kalen. As you're moving the bookcases as well. You notice that there's one book that doesn't seem to have been as rotten as the others. It's green leather binding. Still looks a little legible. Listen to here, children. Lesson one of one of magical items. You find a library full of old, rotten books, and one of them is still intact. Normally that would indicate that this here book is actually magical in nature. That tip is for free. Well, it looks a little shit, to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem uh, completely untouched by the elements. Okay, perhaps I misjudged it. Perhaps someone came here and, and left it. It's a newer book, not from the same time as the others. Anyway, let me see. I pick it up. Can I read it? Yeah, as you thumb through the pages, you notice that this is a, a diary. You start thumbing through and it just has, you know, normal day-to-day tasks that the person that once lived here was doing you know scribing and keeping watch of the surrounding area your attention turns to the last century and you note the date on this is 150 years ago hmm this book is 150 years old almost as old as you Fenna. how dare you shrew <laughs> perhaps as old as you are but i'm not 150 i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you don't look a year older than 20 not even with those whiskers. Oh, I still have whiskers. No, 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 not right now, no. <laughs> so 
So what does this book say, Shrew? Well, it's it's a magical diary. I told you there was magic, Fabian. And I start reading it. The diary entry reads that a colossal beast swooped down from the sky. A green dragon, its emerald scales shimmering in the sunlight, swooping down from the heavens. The powerful beats of its massive wings unleashed a terrifying assault on this tower. We were caught off guard, scrambled to respond as the dragon's breath engulfed the structure. The dragon used its razor-sharp claws, tearing through the tower's dirty walls, effortlessly rending the stone and timber alike. We fought back valiantly, with what we had, our bows and spears. However, the dragon's scales proved impenetrable, easily shrugging it off. With a swipe of its tail, our men were sent flying through the air, their bodies crashing to the ground and the floors below. And as the chaos unfolded, and the dragon's breath continued to consume the tower, our defenders were overwhelmed with fear and desperation, most running off into the woods, others hiding under the rubble, hoping for salvation. And that's where the entry ends. Salvation didn't seem to ever come. It's unfortunate for these poor fellows, but perhaps there's other items lying scattered around the tower, like you said, Fabian. Perhaps from the casualties of that time. A dragon. Impenetrable scales. We're in for a big one. This is probably the dragon that now lays dead in the dragon barrow. The one we found your weapon in, Fabian. That would make sense. Hmm. He caused much trouble before he was dealt with. Well, hopefully the new dragon won't cause half as much. Hmm. I think that's enough excitement for the day. We should we should rest. Yes, let's rest. You guys make your way back upstairs to the bedroom. Yeah. Bring out your sleeping rolls and Fenner and Fabian settle down for a well-earned rest today. Where's Shrew taking his watch? To the balcony to see our surroundings. I want to take the book I just found. And as I'm watching, I'm keeping watch. I'm slightly pondering. I mean, obviously if someone wrote of this attack, that person survived. 150 years ago. I don't see any names, any mention of names on the book or anything like that, right? No. Okay. So whoever wrote this survived the initial attack? Not that it means anything. It's 150 years ago, unless it's like a long-living humanoid. Then they probably died of old age anyway, if they did survive further days. But it's interesting that after the attack, they would have time to sit down, write about it, in the same tower that was attacked. And it still seems as if this tower hadn't been repurposed or reused after the attack either, right? It still seems like it's been sieged or, or attacked by a, a dragon. Yeah. So it's just just curious. I'm, I'm just pondering that as I'm taking watch. Perhaps he was wounded with his last Yeah, just left a, a little message there. But where's the body? Yeah, because we haven't found any. There wasn't a body next to the diary, right? No. We'll have to search tomorrow. Can I also, as I'm taking the watch, check if this weapon is magical? Yeah, so as you're taking your watch, looking out over the distance, you sense that the dagger is nothing more than a small blade. Nothing particularly special about it. Your watch passes. Nothing other than the sounds of the forest. Does the blade look worn, though? Like, is it rusted? Is It It, it was in pristine condition, you said? No, no, the, the blade was... Heavily weathered and rusted. But the ivory was kind of intact. Who's taking the next watch? I'll go and wake up Fabian. Fabian, Fabian. Fabian. Five more minutes. No, I've had my watch already. I've paid my dues for my transgressions. Now it's your turn. Uh, The the bed is waiting for me. It's beckoning me. Oh, fuck's sake. Very well. He sort of wraps his bedroll around him. Starts heading up towards the, the balcony. I jump into my mouldy bed. As you get into bed, you notice this lump as you tuck her in. You notice that you're not alone in this bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fenner, I said the bed was mine. It's and not I... Fenner. Significantly smaller even than a gnome. As you feel around. Wait, wait, wait. You... I'm not feeling, I'm lifting. Does it have like a duvet? Does it have like linens or something? No, it's like, it's long rotten, so. So it's just, what, what am I lying on exactly? On this mattress. Mattress of, of sorts. And I feel something under the mattress. Well, there's these like long rotting sheets, so underneath right. the sheets as you're sort of tuckering in, sheet. you feel this lump there. 
So I, I lift up the sheet. I'm not feeling around okay. anymore. It might be something and it bites me. I just want to quickly <laughs> rip the band-aid off, kind of lift the sheet off and see what's under there. Okay, so as you do that, you see the small doll lying in bed with you. <laughs> Shit. This old wooden doll that's been eaten away by the elements. You can see that this also has a name carved into it. I reach out to it and pick it up, try to read the name. As you look at it and you start wiping away the dust and moss that's sort of growing over it, you see the name Mirren, almost barely visible. Hmm, poor Mirren. I'll keep you in comfort now, little dolly. What is it, like a freaky looking doll or what is it like made out of wood? It's carved out of wood. The features have long, long since worn away. It's just like loosely shaped as a human. Yeah. I snuggle with it and go to bed. Okay. Give me a... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Fabian's watch passes. He awakes Fenner. Tucker's down for, for his rest. And that's where we're going to call a session. Damn. So we hope you enjoyed that episode. Quite tense at times. Bit of a fight. A little bit of a, some travel. Yeah, that owl bear encounter went worse than I had imagined. And I had imagined me dying, but <laughs> I still <laughs> Sorry, managed... It, it can't be worse than that. <laughs> no, you fair enough, but, but it still went worse than I had envisioned. Once I kind of killed all those goblins in one fell swoop, I thought, I've got this. I didn't I didn't consider that the owl bear might then attack my camp. Yeah, poor Fenner and Fabian shouting out to you. Yeah, obviously, yeah, they were. I mean... They could have tried and tracked me instead of shouting at the top of their voices, but I imagine they could have been panicking a bit. But anyway, if you want to listen to us go on about the episode, make sure to join us on Buy Me A Coffee, where you can become a member of one of our levels there. And get some access to our behind-the-scenes special podcast episodes where we discuss today's episode in more detail. That's correct. They normally release, or they will release, the day after the actual play episode releases. Join us at i2td.com. You'll find all the links there. Whilst you're visiting our sexy website and clicking on those links, don't forget to leave us a review on one of your podcast players of choice. Leave us a comment. Why not share an episode with your loved ones and friends? Yeah, or with complete strangers on the internet. Yeah, 100%. Share the love. Exactly. We really appreciate it and it really helps us grow as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those that listen to us on YouTube, make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to get all that juicy content. Don't forget to ring that ding-a-ling as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll be recording at some point more content other than the episodes for YouTube as well. Hopefully in the near future. 100%. And today we've got an ad from our new friends over at Slay the Stars, the podcast. Make sure to visit them at the links on the description of this episode. We're going to roll their ad now. What is Slay the Stars? Oh. Come with us and enjoy a chaotic D&D hot pot. A dash of cosmic fantasy. A few cloves of dark fairy tales. And that's the entire bottle of shenaniganery. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Listen in Tuesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time on any major streaming platform. Slaythestars.com. Persomnia ad astra. Very good, very good on Tuesdays as well. So so it's a double happy Tuesday if you happen to listen to Slay the Stars as well. Yes, a happy Tuesday. A happy Tuesday. Make sure to check them out. Nice use of sound effects there. Yeah, it sounded like they were brewing something there. Yeah, very well produced. Love it. Make sure to check them out. You'll have the... Links to that stuff in the description of this episode. And that brings us to our new Twitter engagement. I think we called it Twitter Twitter, Twitter last Twitter. Time, but yeah, I don't know be. if that's sticking or not. Probably not, because we'll get more questions. We have to start probably... Maybe tweeting a little bit before directly recording the episode. Yeah, and also perhaps adding the question to our Discord server as well. Yeah, so today we've got a question from our good friend Neil Ravels. But we're getting this one from... Buy me a coffee. Yeah. He commented there. He asks, or says, Jawsome extra long episode. Jawsome was the... Password last week. Yeah. Password last week. So Jawsome extra long episode. Question for Nick. So he has a question for you. And mm-hmm. you answered on buy me a coffee, but for our listeners, we thought we'd share. Are there any character traits 
of shrews that are likened to Alan's real-life character. Don't hold back. Laughing emoji. Laughing emoji. Okay, so yeah, firstly, nice use of the password. And I like to think that in the characters that we all play, there's a little bit of each of us in those. And that's definitely true of Shrew, I think. Certainly see some of Alan's characteristics and traits in Shrew. I mean, to start with, there's definitely a little bit of the mischievousness and the quick wit, but also his love for nature and the strong bonds he has with his friends. Also his forgetfulness with people's names. And who can forget the love of a good big old sausage? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking this is all too nice. Was uh, Well, I do love... I do like a sausage. That's very real. Today I actually ate hot dog. Nice. Hot dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What was the hot dog like? Awesome. Jawson. It was Jawson. Nice. Yeah, Jawson. Nice. And that brings us to the end of the episode club. What is the end of the episode club, Alan? Well, simply put, that's for the people that make it to the very end, last ones standing. We give you a little password, which you then insert in one of the comments at one of the places, be it buy me a coffee, like Neil did. Twitter, like Bardock Germs tends to do. Our Discord, you can join there, talk to us there as well. Wherever you want to add it, you add it, we'll see it. And today's password is... Beating around the bush. Hmm, yeah. I like it. That's true, was hiding in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. And beating around it. Beating the orcs. Uh, sorry, the goblins. So that's it. That's a password. Use it in the comments, as we said. And hope to catch you next time as we delve into, into the dungeon. dungeon. Time. It's been a long time since we said Happy Tuesday. Empezamos de puta madre. Empezamos de puta madre. Empezamos de puta madre. Two ones. Happy Tuesday. My name is Borat. And my name is Nick. And welcome into the studio. And welcome into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, it's been too long. Why did you run off on your own? Why didn't you wake us? Because I was hearing weird noises and I being a druid and all, I just thought a, a group of animals were having an uh, orgy, I was going to say, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Attend to the, to the forest? Go take a shit. Those those kind of things a, a druid must do by himself. <laughs> <laughs>